What's up guys, it's Ollie from History Profiles. Today's topic will include the origins of the Knights Templar, their secrecy, their hunts for the holy relics of Jesus, and other mysteries surrounding the order. After the First Crusade, the Christian armies of Europe captured Jerusalem from the Muslim conquerors in 1099. Now that the Holy Land was in the hands of the Christians, many pilgrims would make the trip to the Holy Land in order to find salvation. Although Jerusalem was now safe for the pilgrims under Christian rule, the route to the Holy Land was not. Bandits and robbers would slaughter pilgrims routinely whilst they were on their pilgrimage. This prompted the French knight Hugues de Payan to approach King Baldwin II of Jerusalem and he prompted to create a religious order of warriors in order to protect the vulnerable pilgrims. In January 1120, the king granted the Templars a headquarters and thus the Knights Templar were now officially an order. The emblem of the order was two knights riding on a single horse in order to portray the order's poverty. The poor Knights Templar would not stay impoverished for long as they soon became a favoured charity throughout Christendom, receiving many donations from the rich and powerful. One of the most important benefits for the Templars was when Pope Innocent II issued a papal bull, which is a public decree issued by the Pope, which exempted the order from local laws. Therefore, they did not have to answer to the king in the land they resided, and they did not have to pay tax. They only answered to their superiors in the order and the Pope himself. The Templars would spend most of their days in prayer and training, quickly becoming one of the most feared and powerful group of men on the battlefield, known for being warrior monks. This quote from St. Bernard, an abbot at the time, represents the Templars. A Templar knight is truly a fearless knight and secure on every side, for his soul is protected by the armour of faith, just as his body is protected by the armour of steel. He is thus doubly armed, and need fear neither demons nor men. The Templars quickly grew in number, and even though they were a famed military order, only a fraction of the members were warriors. Most of their members would support the order's financial infrastructure, as they quickly became extremely rich. They were so wealthy, they were able to build cathedrals, castles, and fleets of ships. They even had more money than some nations, essentially having more money than kings. The emblem portraying the poverty of the order would quickly become a lie. In the year 1150, the order began giving letters of credit to pilgrims at the start of their pilgrimage from whatever country they were from, as the Templars were now based all over Europe. Pilgrims would deposit their money and valuables to their local Templar to get a letter of credit. They could then retrieve their money with the letter of credit in the Holy Land. This was an early form of international banking and the first use of cheques. It also improved the safety of the pilgrims, which was the knight's original goal. In addition, the Templars would also grow extremely rich from this. The Templars were also known for as hunters of holy relics. 
their wealth and influence would give them a huge advantage, as they had the manpower and means to fund these investigations. The Order managed to locate the whereabouts of the crown of thorns that the Romans placed on the head of Jesus Christ. They also located a fragment of the cross that Jesus would die on. They would sell these relics for a considerable amount to King Louis IX of France. The Templars also allegedly found the Shroud of Turin. This is a long piece of linen which Jesus of Nazareth was wrapped in after his crucifixion. The linen also depicts an image of a man who many people think is Jesus himself. Now, the Holy Chalice, otherwise known as the Holy Grail, was the cup that Jesus used at the Last Supper to serve wine to his disciples. Rumours that if anyone drank out of the Grail would be granted eternal life circulated around the Holy Land and Europe. However, for the most precious and sought-after relic, there was no mention if it was ever found by the Templars. If so, they kept it a secret, as they were a very secretive order, but the consensus is that it remains lost and is one of the world's biggest mysteries. The Templars were all-powerful, only answerable to the Pope, exempt from tax and were rich beyond measure. But things wouldn't go so well for them in the mid-12th century, as the Islamic armies had been unified by Saladin. In 1187, Jerusalem was then recaptured by Saladin, a great victory for the Islamic world. The Holy Roman Emperor, Frederick II, then recaptured Jerusalem in the Sixth Crusade in 1229 without the help of the legendary Templars. But by 1244, Saladin's descendants would recapture Jerusalem. The Templars were once again forced out of their headquarters to other cities. They would relocate to Acre, which is a port city. They managed to hold the city till 1291. They then relocated to Limassol, a city on the southern coast of Cyprus. The Templars were now fading from legend, their military might being spoken of less and less, and they also had no pilgrims to protect. In addition, support from the Order and donations had become sparse, but they were still extremely rich, just less influential. King Philip IV, the King of France, was heavily in debt to the Templars, due to his wars with England. Instead of paying back his debts, Philip came up with a plan. If he arrested the Templars, he could seize their assets, thus ignoring his debt and making himself richer at the same time. Although the Templars could only answer to the Pope, the papacy was left weak after the death of Pope Boniface, whom Philip had humiliated by kidnapping, and he would die shortly after. A new Pope would be elected, and that was Pope Clement V. However, he was no more than King Philip's puppet, unable to even go to the Vatican, as he was under the control of Philip. Philip and his agents would spread rumours about the Templars, so that they would lose popularity with the common people. Then, in 1307, the King arrested every Templar in Paris, including 
Jacques de Molay, the Grand Master of the Templars, who was in charge of the order. There was a secrecy behind the initiation of the Templars, and King Philip knew this. He accused the order of financial corruption, sodomy, and the worship of false idols. All of these allegations would result in Philip trying the entire order for heresy, which is any belief different to the Christian religion. But how would Philip make these charges stick when tens of thousands of Templars had died on the Crusades defending pilgrims in the name of Christ? Shockingly, Jacques de Molay, the Grand Master of the Order, would make a complete confession to heresy, destroying the reputation of the Knights Templar. He confessed under torture. What method King Philip used is unclear, but he used the rack on many Templars and smeared pig fat over the feet of others and lit a fire under them. The secrecy behind the initiation of the Templars was now becoming clear. Jacques confessed that the initiation ritual included denying Christ and trampling and spitting on the cross. The Pope was now the only man who could save the Templars after this damning confession. Sensing something had to be done, he turned Philip's attack on the order into a papal inquiry. The inquiry is proved by the existence of the Shinon Parchment, which is a document that outlines the investigation led by the Pope and the Cardinals against the Templars. The Knights and Grand Master were questioned and confessed to all their sins. The Shinon Parchment confirms that the Knights told the Cardinals the same information that they told King Philip's men. Allegedly, this investigation was not done under torture. They told the Cardinals more about the initiations which were founded some 200 years ago. The Knights would denounce Christ. They would be encouraged in sexual depravity and sodomy and other humiliating events in addition to defiling the cross. In addition to all these confessions, one confession in particular was that the Templars worshipped an idol called the Baphomet. We first hear of the Baphomet in the letter of a crusader where he writes that the enemies of the crusaders could be heard calling upon the Baphomet. Many believe that this was the enemy of the crusaders calling out for Muhammad, the Islamic prophet, and was a mispronunciation. Therefore, by worshipping the Baphomet, the knights still would have renounced their faith in Christ. The Knights Templar still had many dealings with Muslims who believed in Islamic teachings, so there were speculations that the Templars adopted Islamic practices. The defining image of the Baphomet did not become apparent until 1850, therefore it is very unclear what deity the Templars were allegedly worshipping, or if they were practising Islam. It is very much a mystery. However, on the walls of the prison at Chinon, the Templars left odd markings on the walls. They would leave the symbol for Venus, a pagan Roman goddess, and they also inscribed a flower emerging from a heart, representing Aphrodite, the Greek goddess of love. Any appreciation of these gods was heresy and punishable by death, so why did the Templars leave these markings? 
Despite the confessions, the Pope granted the Templars absolution and forgave them for their sins, saving them from the death penalty. However, King Philip told the Pope that if he did not accept the destruction of the Templars, he would create a breakaway Church of France, separate from the Catholic Church. The Pope then betrayed the Templars and abolished his act of absolution, leaving them to the mercy of King Philip. Before the Grand Master died, he withdrew his confessions. He and his fellow Templars were then burnt at the stake and were consumed by the flames. But as the old warrior burnt to death, one of many secrets died with him. That was the assets of the Templars. Their biggest bank was the Paris Temple, and that was raided by the king's men, but was found to be empty. The Templars' assets in France alone were said to be more than the entire Kingdom of England's. The gold had disappeared. The surviving Templars and the Templar fleet vanished, never to be seen again. The enormous wealth of the Templars remains one of the world's greatest mysteries, as does the Templars' religious ideologies. So, what do you think happened to the Templar treasure? Did the Templars renounce Christ and worship the Baphomet and other deities? I really had fun researching this topic, so let me know in the comments section down below. If you enjoyed the video, leave a like and make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. I hope you all have a great day, and I can't wait to see what you think in the comments down below. Bye.